Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 79 of the Building Heroes podcast. And you guys are in for a real treat today. I am so excited because this is one of my dear friends. We have known each other probably for, I don't even know, 15 years or something like that. It's been a while. (laughs) And um, this is Lorraine Miller, and she is one of my best partners in crime. Not real crime, but you know, (laughs) building co-ops and things like that. And I'm excited to have you hear from her because she has um, just a wonderful way of helping you live more abundantly and doing that herself. So welcome, Lorraine. I'm thrilled to have you. And so why don't you just start off by telling us a little bit about your story, about how you got into homeschooling and where you are now. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I I appreciate it. Um, Well, honestly, as young as I can remember being just a tiny person, I've been an independent thinker and a truth seeker. And that has just, as I've sought truth, it has just led me um, to some inconvenient truths sometimes throughout my life, which has put me on um, kind of unconventional paths. And as I pursued these different paths in my life, I found great purpose and I found that the things that I learned as I tried to pursue that truth on those different paths, it brought me joy, but also just like with the hero's journey, there were walls and obstacles, but through all of it, it's, it's been, um, I'm grateful I, I chose to do this scarier paths. And uh, some of those unconventional paths were, first of all, homeschooling, um, I had a friend who introduced it to me when my son was three, and I thought that's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. That's so weird. Um, So, but she sent me information and because I loved her and I was curious why somebody so intelligent and awesome as she was, was thinking about homeschooling. And this was clear back in like 1998. Anyway, so I read her information and um, I, I just felt the call. I knew that's what I needed to do for my family. But then two years later, when it was time for my oldest to go to kindergarten, um, I was pregnant with my third and I felt overwhelmed and I let fear creep in and I thought, oh, I can't do that. So I sent him to school and I think he went to kindergarten for maybe four months, if even that, I don't remember but it wasn't a good fit for him, the public school system. He was a very methodical, thoughtful boy. And um, he was always being held in from recess and the fun programs because he was very meticulous with his work. And so he was penalized. And anyway, when it was time to go back from being off track, he would cry. And I'd say, what's wrong? And he says, I just feel late. And so I just knew I had to go back to that original feeling that I had to bring him home. And so we jumped off that cliff and um, honestly haven't looked back. Love, I've been so grateful for that decision, but it's not been like easy. 
it's probably it's some of the hardest things I've ever done. I'm sure you know that. But I would I choose that hard over the other hard. And the reason I say that is because I know that's the path that God put me on. And as I pursued that path, he was always there supporting me and uh, helping me through the, the crazy. Um, but, you know, but it took, besides homeschooling, there are other paths, unconventional paths that took me on. Um, as I discovered truth about health and wellness and the uh, standard American diet, and I uh, learned more about eating more naturally and uh, eating whole real foods. And um, so that changed our lives totally. And as we dealt with chronic illness and postpartum depression, and then I dealt with anxiety for a lot of years, I sought help and um, I found help in natural healing and in health and wellness through whole real food. So that's been another journey. Um, I chose to be a stay-at-home mom. That's unconventional in our world. You know, women want to choose a, a career outside the home. I didn't want to do that. And that my kids have been my career. And, um, and then also an, another path that I really don't want to do is just being involved politically, particularly in the world right now. I'm, I'm getting involved in things that I really hate politics. I hate the contention of it. But I feel... I, I know the truth of the difficult days ahead and the things that are, I can see things that aren't right. So I've put myself in that arena in a tiny little way just to try to make things right. But it, that's certainly not what I'd want to do, but I'm trying to follow what God is telling me to do on that. So, and then, you know, just recently, currently, because my kids are all grown up now, I'm not homeschooling anymore. Um, I've, I, we spent some time out of state from where I live now. And at the time I was really sick and I thought, what, what is my life anymore? You know, I can't, I'm just, is in bed a lot of the time trying to heal and get better with chronic illness. And, um, and I received from the Lord a call to start a website to teach people how to live abundantly the some of the principles of truth that I learned on all these different journeys um, to teach others how to live abundantly by living true principles. Um, and then if they can apply those principles in their lives, that they can live abundantly too. And so that was a huge, scary path that I'm about four years into. And, and you know, the Lord just keeps putting paths in my way and, and, and giving me calls. And I just try to fulfill them as they come. So that's, that's where I'm at now anyway. And I love that so much too, because ever since I've known you, you really have always been a truth seeker and, and looking for those calls to action and, um, and, following them and that's why you keep getting more and more and they're never easy they're they're never easy but they're worth it and i love how you said that you said choose the hard choose that hard even over the other hard yeah right right because i think when you choose the hard of following those calls to action you've got the backup plan the backup and all the people supporting you and god there leading you that's right 
That's right. At least you know that um, he's got your back because you're trying to follow him. At least that's my philosophy. If I'm, if I'm at least trying to do the thing he's asked me to do, I may really mess up um, and not be good at it, but I know that he'll turn it for good. And I found that he does. And I just rely on that because I, I really mess up a lot. (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) And sometimes it's, it's tempting to just say, I'm a mess. I mean, well, not just tempting. I'm sure we say it a lot to ourselves, but it's in those messes where we can find amazing things, where we learn, where we grow. So true. If it was just so easy, we would just, we wouldn't grow. And I think that's why I'm grateful for these paths I've gone in because they haven't been easy, but I feel like that's what's led me to greater truth. Um, which has been a blessing, which has helped me raise my family and live this life but with faith and joy. You know, that's what abundance is. It's hope, faith, peace, joy. Even when things aren't right and perfect, you can still feel those, that abundance, even, even amidst when it's hard. Yeah, totally. It, it's living abundantly is really living confidently. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And right. understanding that all things out there are like increasing the good in our life. As long as we're trying to, the, the way we live confidently is that we're following those calls to action. Yeah, for sure. I, I, that, that's such a good way to put it. It's given me confidence, even when whatever it is I'm doing is totally outside the norm. Yeah. When I started homeschooling in 98, um, that was totally outside the norm. It was, you couldn't find people like nowadays, there's so many great ways that you can connect with people. And I'm so grateful for that. When I started, it was really hard to connect with people. And I've really did feel on my own. Um, but it, but yeah, that it gave me confidence when even though I felt on my own. Yeah. And it's also like when everything is just so overwhelming and, and you, oh, yeah. I love what you said earlier too. You said you let overwhelm or no, you felt overwhelmed and you let the fear creep in. Yeah, And yeah. when you are following these principles, then it's a way, I mean, even though sometimes it's still scary, the, the fear doesn't take over your life. Mm-hmm. And that's how you can homeschool more confidently. Yeah, yeah. And what helped me was to, um, when that overwhelm would come and I did want to give up, what helped me is always going back to that initial calling when I, when I knew that it was the right thing to do. And, and when I felt like, you know, and, and oftentimes through the years, every year, is this still the right thing? Is this still what you want me to do? Am I, am I on the right path still? And then you just keep getting that reconfirmation. And that also gives me, gave me courage and the motivation to keep going. Yes, exactly. Because it's, it's all about where you're putting your focus, right? Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, Totally. And if you always focus on what isn't, what isn't going good, that's all you see. Yeah. Well, and when you, when you let that fear creep in, if you start focusing on that fear, mm-hmm. that's what takes over. And yeah. we all have that fear as homeschool moms. 
or even just moms, mm-hmm. because we fear that we're going to ruin our kids. Yep. Yep. And it's just amplified with homeschool. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, it's interesting because all my kids are adults now. And my last years of homeschooling, I sort of had some grief about being done. And um, and, and also, I, I sort of grieved what didn't ever happen. And I felt and I worried about what I didn't accomplish and, and all the undone projects and undone systems that we never, I was never consistent at, you know, and I, um, I felt bad about that for a while and thinking that somehow I had failed them. Just like you said, you, you worry that you're going to ruin their life. And, and I promise with adult kids, they let you know where the gaps ended up being. (laughs) It was very humbling to have your adult children. Um, and at least mine there, they let me know maybe where the gaps were, but you know, I, I was able to come to peace about that because as I look back over the years, yeah, I see the gaps. I see where we didn't finish things or I, things didn't quite go as I, you know, this beautiful dream. And every year you have these great ambitions. And then when I get to the end of that and I see all the things that didn't happen, but I know that every day that I got up to work with my kids, I did the best I knew how. And in those moments, I, I gave it my all. I'm still giving me motherhood my all. And, and I am going to fall short. And that's where my peace came, is that there are going to be gaps and we aren't going to do it perfect, whether it's homeschooling or motherhood or our families. But the peace came in recognizing that that's okay and really trusting for me that God's going to make up the difference and that, that I can just let that go to him. Cause I know, I know I did the best I could and I was seeking guidance the whole way along. So my, my piece comes in faith that he's going to work it all out and he'll fill in the gaps and, um, and my imperfections will be made for my kids. goods Good. It'll be okay. Yeah, it absolutely will. And I love that so much because I think every mother feels regret because we're not perfect for not doing it perfectly. And I love what you said is like, we have these great ambitions and it's going to be so perfect and beautiful. And then it it falls short, right? I think that's, that's really just an indication that as mothers, we have these great desires in our heart. We want to do good. We want to be good. We want our kids to do and be good. And I think that's one thing that I've realized too, is that I, they, I'm on my own journey. Mm -hmm. I have my own desires. I have desires for my kids, but they're on their own journeys too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I can't make them take the journey as much as as I would love to. (laughs) It seems like that'd be easier. But it doesn't work like that because no. they're not going to learn and grow if I'm making them. No. And to me, that's been the most liberating part is realizing, oh, they get to figure this out. <laughs> it actually isn't my responsibility. I get to give this to them and to God. And I get to just watch them become, you know, fulfill their greatness. Like it just took a burden off me to realize 
And it's taken even until my kids could be adults, I think, for me to really let that go. Because at least while they were little and growing up, you do have some sense of control and you feel like you, you can lead and guide them. And, um, but once they're adults, you have to admit and accept that you actually really never had control. <laughs> they are their own people. And, um, and that, was, that was sometimes sad for me, but it was very liberating to recognize that I can try to influence for good, but ultimately it, they get to do it. And I get to just cheer them on and help and be there and be, you know, try to be their mentor and help them. But, and I just get to watch their greatness unfold. And it's been, it's beautiful. I'm grateful for it. It is beautiful. And, and I love how you put that. They get to figure it out. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in, in so many ways, we may not think it's so awesome because maybe oh. they don't figure it out the way we can see would be the oh. easier way. Like a dagger in the heart. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. It's like it just, you know, but, but I, it's just like with, with God, we think we know best, but he does really know best. We might think we know what's best for our kids. Really, they, they get to figure that out with God and they get to determine what is best for them. And, and although yeah, there's been certain times when it, things haven't gone on how I thought they should have gone. But, um, but I see how things just work out for them as they navigate their life, as they cling to true principles and try to live them. You know, it's working out for their good. Yeah. And even if they don't cling to the principles and they make choices that we know are like, oh, don't yes. do that. Yes. <laughs> you know, oh, we yes. can still hold on to that belief that they get to figure it out. That's right. And we don't own it. We, we don't have to own that. Yeah. That, that's, I'm, that's good. <laughs> that's a good place to be. Yeah. And I think that's really why I just love the hero's journey so mm -hmm. much is because it gives us that pattern. We oh, yeah. know there's going to be obstacles. We know sometimes we're going to mess up and it's okay. Oh, yeah. It's I think that, process. And I think that that's where, when I, I think that's where I went wrong. If I ever, when I go wrong, it's because I think that um, it should be easy. If this is right, it should be easy. And, and so then I get tripped up when I hit a wall or it's really hard or I fail and have to try and fail and try again, you know, yep. but, but I think if you just go into it, knowing that this can be really hard and, but it's okay because, and that's where you go back to the confidence of knowing who you're, who called you and where your call came from. You can keep plowing forward, even when it feels impossible. Like when I was trying to set up my website, I'm just so not technically savvy at all, but I knew that, that, I needed to get this message out of trying to help people live abundantly. Really, I had so many days I wanted to just give up. I, it took me so long to do the technical and to figure it all out. Even still, it's such a hard thing for me, the technology part. But um, if I hadn't had that, that knowledge that I knew where that call came from, I would have given up. And because it, it felt impossible, but yeah, if I could just remember, it's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I think the same thing happens with homeschool. 
too often we think, okay, I decided to homeschool. I've done all the research. It's going to be easy now. <laughs> no, no. I mean, we, we tend to think, oh, it should be easy. Yeah. Because yeah. I know I'm supposed to do it. But no, that's not how it works. No, no. And I think that applies in all areas of our life. I'm thinking like with marriage, we, we think yeah. that it's easy. And, and even in a, a good, healthy, happy marriage, there are still hard things. There are still things we are learning and working through together. You'd think that after I've been married 30 years, you'd think after 30 years, we'd have everything figured out, but you don't, we don't, <laughs> I don't. do you Molly? Will you I, tell me? I don't think so. <laughs> but it's that's good to hear that not everyone has it all figured out after that long. You know? Like you think after 30 years, you wouldn't hurt each other's feelings or disappoint yeah. one another or have misunderstandings, but you do. Yeah. As you, as you, and that's difficult, but also how boring would it be, honestly, if there was no, if, if just it was smooth sailing in yeah. any of, you know, I think that the adventure, the thrill comes from the opposition. It comes from problem solving. It comes from uh, joining together with your people as a team to figure this out together. And that yes. I think that's and that applies with your when you're homeschooling, whether it's with your own little family or your co-op, uh, the people that you're working with, uh, whether it's with your husband and your family, um, in all situations like that. Yes, absolutely. And I often say a roller coaster would be totally boring if it was just straight. <laughs> Sorry, my kitty's getting in on the action. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> No, you're totally right. We think we want a, a smooth sailing ride. And when we're in the middle of the scary parts, we might be thinking, oh, let, get me off of here. I, I changed my mind. But really, it, when, when, you get, when you get to the end of that, it, 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 it would be boring if it hadn't been interesting and exciting and challenges to work through. I agree with you. Completely. Yeah, and, and sometimes, you know, I think, okay, we talk about the hero's journey. And that actually, the word journey kind of makes it sound like, oh, it's going to be a long, arduous, terrible task. So sometimes I do actually like to say the hero's adventure. It's all the twists and turns that makes it so much fun. Yeah, that's (laughs) so true. If we can frame it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I love the hero's journey. I, I think there's some great life lessons that we can learn from the hero journey, um, as we try and apply, and apply that, and, and if we can recognize that we're actually on a hero journey, I think it gives structure to our life. It gives purpose um, as, you, as you view that for yourself and also your kids um, so that when they're in their crisis, because we're all going to face a crisis in our, in our hero journey as we hit those walls and we really are trying to figure it out, it at least gives me faith um, and calmness that they're going to work it out. Yes. They're going to break through to the greatness. They're going to be victorious. I'm going to be victorious. Uh, That crisis can't last forever unless you chicken out and you decide to ditch your path, your, you know, your call. And then it just keeps coming back. Right. right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I love that so much. Okay, I want to shift gears a little bit here because I was thinking about something here. 
Ah. You you are so good. such a good example to me of health and wellness and taking care of your body and, oh. and paying attention to that. And um, one thing you taught me, this was like a mini hero's journey for me, mm-hmm. is how to make delicious sourdough bread. Mm. And I, <laughs> I have tried for years off and on because I kept getting this call to action, learn how to make sourdough bread. Huh. And I'm like, as if I, who's got time for that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, why? Right. <laughs> you know, and, and I just kept felt like, feeling like that's something I needed to add to my life. And so I, I really, for years, I've been trying to figure out how to make this happen. And it was not until I watched your video that mm. I was like, all of a sudden things clicked in my brain and wait, wait a second. This isn't even that hard. I think I can do this. Yeah, yay! <laughs> <laughs> because so many times when you go look at sourdough bread, all the, it's all like so complicated. You have to be very exact and weigh all your flour. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just right. gonna do that. no. <laughs> me so, the, so the way you do it is for, it's awesome for busy moms who want who feel that call to action to learn how to make sourdough. Wow! Um, but yeah, I, I've been making it for. Um, months now and my family's loving it and I haven't killed my start and that is huge. Yay! No, I feel the same way because for years I tried making sourdough bread and I ended up with bricks and it, or it was so sour nobody would eat it yep. with these two long rises and all this kneading and so when I figured out how to do it this way it, it you're right it is so easy I, I can't mess it up it, it does I, I've not yet been able to mess it up and yeah. I, it's like, a, it's a foolproof. I love it so much. I, I agree with you. I have a testimony of sourdough bread. To me, it's one of the most abundant. Yeah. It, it's just abundance. It's just perpetually gives you food. It's so nourishing, so nutritious. And, and that's what I, I get. You can see, I get really excited about it because um, it is easy. You know, I know that some people do the long, arduous ways, but I didn't succeed that way, but this more simple, no need. Anyway, I love it. And it's healthy. It's so good for you. So, and, and I wanted to bring that up because that little story just, um, exemplifies how important having a mentor is. Mm. (laughs) You, 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 I just watched your video and it, and changed my sourdough life. <laughs> <You know? laughs> happy. That makes me so happy. I'm so glad. But I think sometimes, sometimes, you know, we're, we're searching for answers and we keep trying it all by ourselves and it yes. doesn't work. Or maybe yes. we tried this person or that person, but oh, we just yeah. have to keep going and being persistent until finally it does click. Right, right. It works. Yeah. Because it, it can be done. I mean, people have done it. We know people are successful at all the things we're trying to do. We know people have been successful at homeschooling. We yeah. know they've been sex- successful at, you know, eating whole real foods, even with a busy family. We, all the things we're trying to do, it's, hap- it's worked. We just have to uh, stick with it long enough to figure it out. But, and it's so much easier to have a mentor. Yeah. And, and have somebody show, I am totally visual. I am so much better off if I see somebody doing it. It helps so much. Like, otherwise we're reinventing the wheel. And that takes forever. Yeah. 
Yes, exactly. And so I think that's an important thing to remember in our journeys is that number one, seek out the people who are doing what you want to do. Because I I actually called you and I was like, hey, I I hear you know how to make sourdough bread. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yep. And then so yeah, seek out the mentors of people who are doing things you already want to do. And then number two is don't give up. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're learning, you know, that Thomas Edison quote, right? Maybe people are familiar with that one where he says, Oh, yeah. uh, Now I'm going to mess it up. But it's something along the lines of, I haven't, or he tried, do you remember the quote? It isn't, isn't it? Are you talking about the the one where 10,000s of times and it wasn't 10,000 failures, it was 990, whatever, 999,000. finding out what isn't going to work. Yes. And I could find out what did work. Is that the one you're talking about? Yes. That's the one. He's like, I haven't failed 10,000 times. I've just found out that many ways of things that don't work. That's right. And that's exactly what I feel like with with that sourdough. I figured out probably every way that didn't work. Yes. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So yes. I mean, you got to just keep being persistent, keep looking. Uh-huh. I have never actually, you know, in looking back, I don't know if I ever actually asked anybody how to make sourdough bread. I was trying to just read the books and look on the internet and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, I did find mentors, but yeah. the problem was, is I didn't like their bread. Like yeah. they, they showed <laughs> me how to do it. So sometimes you have to change up mentors too. Yeah. yeah. Find somebody that really is, can help you any, you know, they were, I, I just needed a, anyway, I found some, I found this way, a better way. Yes. But it was yes. through lots of trial and error. That's for sure. And that's a beautiful thing. So I know one thing, you know, I did mention too, you are um, just such a good example of, of following your calls to action with all the things, but also when it comes to health, healthy eating. And I know that's a really, really hard, hard one yeah. for moms so hard because I don't know what it is but we are like okay you guys are gonna eat really healthy but you know (laughs) no time for me to eat breakfast or whatever so do you want to share a couple tips about how you have disciplined yourself is really kind of what it is to Hmm. start eating healthier Hmm. you eat healthy not just start (laughs) I mean Um, let's see my journey started with illness in our home. You know, I had a son who had a lot of issues and I, we weren't getting anywhere with the medical doctors. And, um, and so I just started researching and um, studying all that I could about health and wellness. And, and I came to some true principles about eating whole real food and um, getting rid of sugar as, and lots of these different true healthy principles about food. So I started implementing them. Um, I think what was hardest for me, I was the one willing to eat that way, but my family didn't want to eat it. So I had, so I good all this effort of making good, healthy food because it's so much easier to just do prepackaged convenience food, mm-hmm. but that wasn't giving our family health and wellness. So I had to 
be persistent about trying and trying to get recipes and that they, they were yummy. I had to keep trying it out. Um, I think for, I think just for me personally, like in my life right now, what I do to, to eat healthy and make sure I'm nourishing my body so that I can build health. Um, I don't, I'm not sure what you mean about tips, but I'll give you some ideas of what I do. And then if there's something more you're wondering, that's what I mean. Um, so I love smoothies. I like to make green smoothies and, and I, for a while there, I, um, I was trying to get anywhere from 12 to 20 fruits and vegetables in a day. And when I was really trying to regain my health, when I was uh, so sick a couple of years ago, um, I was really good at it. And I created a system of, and I was able to get that many fruits and vegetables in my body in a day. And I did it by um, juicing, smoothies, salads, um, vegetable soups. Um, I bought a little citrus juicer, so I would juice grapefruit. Um, okay, here's the tip. It has to be easy. If it's hard, you won't do it. I won't do it. That's why I like my, I like making smoothies. Um, and I've got a lot of, I've got some recipes on my website there. I've got, I've got a tried and true, a red smoothie and a green smoothie that I, I don't have to think about it. I know they're yummy. I know I always have the ingredients on hand in my fridge or freezer. And, um, and I know it by heart. I can just throw it in there, blend it. And then I can drink on that all day. And that gives me, you know, a ton of fruits and fruits and vegetables. Um, an, another thing that I love is, uh, there's a few things I've incorporated into my life that, um, bring that health and wellness. One is fermented vegetables. Another is kefir. Um, and then the other is the sourdough bread. Um, so there's just these regular things that I do on a regular basis. And I've tried to make them easy by creating just a system around just having that just be a part of my daily habit to, incorporate those those foods into my life and what I found is as I do this my kids have watched me do this over the years they haven't always embraced it but now I notice that when they aren't feeling well um, they'll go make themselves a smoothie or they'll start drinking the kefir or they'll eat some of my fermented pickles to build their gut bacteria to it just helps them feel better it wards off viruses and bacteria, whatever. So they're, by my example, they're picking up on it. Uh, let's see. So food, let me think what else. <clears throat> Another thing I do is I will cook in bulk. So I'll make, um, <clears throat> maybe at the beginning of the week, I'll boil a bunch of potatoes so we can, you know, have fried potatoes, a baked potato, what, throughout the whole week. Um, I'll make a big tray of roasted vegetables and I use that to throw on top of salads throughout the week or um, make a quick soup of it. So I, I try to just make it easy on myself by cooking ahead or I'll um, cook a whole chicken. I'll have bone broth for the week. Um, and I, and I pressure can the bone broth too. And that's a whole other subject that I've learned to love, but um and then you can have your meat in the fridge for salads or casseroles or chicken. You can do that with beans as well. So pre-cook in bulk and you can have it in your fridge or your freezer. And that way, when you're starving, 
instead of grabbing the convenient things, you can grab out of your fridge and make a beautiful salad or throw together a quick soup and or an omelet with the roasted veggies. Um, it can be fast and, and, and nourishing even when you're tired and you don't know what the heck to make for dinner. Hope, gratefully, there's some things stick, sitting there in your fridge you can throw together. For that five o'clock, open the fridge saying, hmm, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And also I'll have like a handful of favorites that I know my family loves um, that we can make that I know I don't have to think about. And then, and I sort of mentioned it, but the pressure canning has super helped in that um, I've learned how to pressure can meat and meal, whole meals and bone broth. And so my pantry is full of whole food that on a moment's notice, I can just grab and make a quick dinner. Granted, that's not gonna be as good as a fresh meal, but that's certainly better than going to get fast food. Um, but it's so convenient to have my pantry full of these pressure canned meals and food, like yummy things like chicken coconut curry or Mexican chicken, um, enchilada chicken or, uh, sloppy joes anyway so that's been that's been my most recent fun thing is figuring out pressure canning to have whole food on my shelves so we're not running to fast food oh that's so good i love that and i imagine that when you decided to start eating healthy and and being well that you just decided one day and then the next day you were doing it all right perfect. yeah and i was perfect at it yeah <laughs> I, I didn't have any problems <laughs> no, I, it's an ongoing, honestly, you could look at that as a, as a hero's journey. Each little, each little piece of that that you choose to implement that's going to bless your life, whether it's adding more fruits and veggies, if it's cutting out sugar, each of those is its own little hero journey. And you will hit a wall and it will be hard, whether it's a learning curve or cravings or you're too tired. Um, but it, as you push through and you practice and practice, and then you gain that skill. And in each of those many little hero journeys, as you're gaining those skills, is part of this bigger journey of, of building health and wellness. And as you build one skill upon another skill, practicing it again and again, um, you are slowly building health and wellness with each of these good decisions that you've made. It's like one of my favorite things I like to say is every little good decision, every helpful decision is going to bless you and your family. So even if you're not perfect at it, which I am not perfect at it, but every choice that I make that is healthy is a blessing for my body and for my family. So it doesn't have to be perfect. Absolutely. It won't ever be perfect. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I think about the the ice cream sundae that I had last night, you know, <laughs> but um, I just try to limit those sweets like to once a, a week and, and not totally deprive myself. That's like, there's lots that we could even talk about that of how you can just limit, but you, you can't be so strict on it. I learned that the hard way with my family. You can't just say no to all the yummy things because then everybody's resentful. And they don't want your, your nourishing food and they just go, you know, sneak the sugar. It's a balance. And um, yeah, it, you just have to balance it out. And I did learn that the hard way. 
So no yeah. perfection, no perfection, no absolutes, no this only, not that only, you know. Well, and that, and I, I learned that the hard way too. Yeah. And, and I think um, a better way to look at it is what you were saying is every good decision is going to bless your family, but all the decisions have, don't have to be made all at once or changed all at once. Oh, you can't. Yeah. I've, you just pick one, right? I, yeah. I tried doing all the things at once and I do none of them well. And so, and, and yeah. I get so eager. I want to do all of them at the same time. Well, and I just have to chill myself out and put some of those things on the back burner. So I'm going to be, I'm going to learn this skill. I'm going to get yep. really good at this. So like, for example, I got really good at making keeper. So now that's just part of our life, but that was a learning curve. I had to learn how to do it. And then we got, I got really good at sourdough bread so I could add that. And then I got good at fermenting vegetables and making the cultured foods. And then you add that in and, but that took years, honestly, it takes years. Yep. So you, you, I think you prayerfully think about which one of these do I want to start with? And then you start there. Yeah, absolutely. And it could even just be, you know what? I'm going to eat one fruit or vegetable today, if that's where you're at. And sometimes that is where we are. (laughs) And we just start making those small decisions and and it makes it better. Yep. I agree. That's That's my philosophy too. Yep. So Lorraine, I just want to thank you so much for taking your time out to hop on here and share with us all your brilliance and and your wonderful spirit and um, your encouragement and so why don't you let our listeners know where they can find more about you? And I do need to learn that pressure canning thing. That's such a good I, idea. Yeah, I would <laughs> love to you. Um, so I, my website is heyfriendyouvegotthis.com. And um, if you go on the homepage, um, there will be a pop-up that comes up. And because we've been talking about food and health and wellness. And um, one of my latest projects that a call, it was a call for sure, that I, that I felt like I needed to do was I needed to get our food storage in order. Um, all the crazy things that happened at the first part of 2020. I mean, we had an earthquake where we live. We had, there were brush fires kicking people out of their houses. Um, and then everybody quarantined, of course. Uh, oh, and I, we have food storage, uh, food storage. Can't food shortages, food shortages now. Exactly. Yeah. You know, food storage was major on my mind and I have tons of it in my basement in these buckets that are all in the abyss of my basement. And uh, at the time I was really stressed because I thought, well, how do we, what do I do? do? Do I prepare to have to be able to leave with my food? Like these people that had to leave with a brush fire or do I prepare my food storage so that I can hunker in at home for months, not being able to go to a store. Like it was a dilemma I couldn't figure out. And ultimately I took it to God and I prayed about it. How can I prepare my fat for my family? And um, an inspiration came. I woke in the morning or in the night and with this one idea, food for a week for your family in a bucket. And that was the pure inspiration from God. And I took that idea and figured out how to put food for a week for my family in a bucket. And uh, months of research, trying, practicing, testing recipes, I figured out a really cool 
food storage system that has brought me so much peace of mind. I started with just one week and then I built it to four weeks worth of food. And now I have up to five months worth of food that I can grab in buckets and go, or I, it's all organized with meals. Um, I'm not searching through my buckets for this or that. So um, if anybody is interested in that, if you go to my homepage, um, there will be a pop-up in red that will, there's a link that'll take you to a page that explains about, um, about this food storage system. And the call that I received was, you need to create a course out of this so that other people can understand how to do this. Because it's a, it's a food storage that is nutritious. It's nourishing. It's, it's a whole foods-based food storage. Because that was the thing. I can't live on Campbell's chicken noodle soup and rice -aroni. I would that's not That wouldn't build health for me. So I needed whole foods. And I needed, I, I needed to figure out a way to put my sourdough bread into my food storage, put kefir into my food storage, fermented vegetables. Um, and so I did. So it's nourishing. It's delicious. It's what your family likes. It's um, organized. It's ready to go if you have to go. It's organized at home if you need it. So if that's something that is interesting to any of your listeners, um, they can go to my website on that homepage, click on the pop-up. There's a link there and they could learn about it and, um, and do the course if they if that would help them. I, I am unabashedly a cheerleader for this information because it was hard fought for. It was super inspired and it's brought me so much peace, particularly in this really uncertain world that we're in right now to know that I at least have that peace taken care of is, has brought me a lot of um, comfort and confidence. Yes, and you are a good cheerleader, which is why your website's named, hey, friend, you've got this. Right. Oh, right? <laughs> That's right. Anybody can do these, live these good principles. They really yeah. can. And, and sometimes you need to start where we are. That's right. And sometimes you need a mentor, like we talked about, and that's what I'm hoping to be for people. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lorraine. Sure appreciate uh, this. Thank you, Molly. It's good to talk to you. I've missed you. Same. We need to talk more. <laughs>